Hello, and it is Friday. It is the episode where my Instagram comes alive, and we try to give you lots of information to help you go into the weekend fuck person free. If you want to get in touch and send in your dating dilemmas, is this a red flag, ick stories, whatever you want, suggestions for the Monday hot topic, you can send it in to my additional Instagram, which is at ask la 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 let me explain every other friday i'm going to be joined by a guest to go through your dating dilemmas so make sure you send them in all right i am super excited and i know that you guys are too because when i announced this on my instagram everyone went mental we have aaron from raising dash boys is it dash or underscore raising you, you confused me then yeah underscore raising boys underscore to men raising boys underscore to men on instagram and tiktok he's the father of two sons who had a bit of a rocky road to co-parenting at the start he's learned a lot of lessons uh and has started an instagram account about co-parenting and about teaching men and people how to raise boys into good men and his account has grown exponentially over the last year Aaron gives really sound, balanced advice on co-parenting and he aims a lot of his content at dads, which is quite unusual out here. He does lots of personal reflection and progress and he's built a really good, strong community. He does podcasts, often featuring his son, Motivational Reels, and he's even just done a live show. So we've got a proper star, a rising star in, in, in our midst. How are you, Aaron? I'm doing good. I could hear that intro every day. That oh, was amazing. I, I, I'll ring you every was... day and every morning I'll ring you and I'll be like, hi, do you want to know who you are? <laughs> Never forget who the fuck you are. Um, so do you want to tell us just a little bit about what you do? I probably didn't describe it as well as you could. I feel like you did perfectly. So um, I co-parent with two different women. Um, I've got a soon to be 16 year old and a just turned 10 year old. I was raised by a single mom and about a year and a half ago, I really invested into this platform. If I'm honest, I wanted to almost like reach a woman that is similar to what my mum was. Mm. So I was kind of like, I wish my platform was around when my mum was raising me. Because yeah. I feel like she would have had some sort of better understanding or feel supported. And I think she really struggled with that. I don't think my mum felt supported. I think she felt quite alone. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that was the driving force originally. That is such a nice motivator. And your relationship status at the moment, you're not single, are you? No, I am. Oh, you are single? Yeah, we, we've had discussions. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, yeah, yeah. Well, you know um, what? My audience, I've done a Q&A today, just, just a random one, and quite a few people have said, you two need to get together. You two would be the most spectacular Instagram couple. Power couple. Do you want to be my boyfriend? I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> so announcement for you guys. See, it's so easy. Everyone's like, dating's hard. It's not. Just ask them to be on your podcast and then that's it. Tick box. Yes or no. Get married next week. Anyway, we'll do some dating dilemmas together. Let's go. These are all things that have been sent in by my followers. And there are a mix of kind of parenting ones as well as just normal dating ones because it's really nice to get your perspective as a man on dating dilemmas. So I'm just going to hit you with them. Let's go. How likely is it that a man will be put off by a woman who sleeps with him on the first date? That's a, that's a loaded question because 
Like, for example, I'll, I can only speak from my opinion, um, from my viewpoint, right? So I've met a woman before, been really into her, and then that's happened. And I was actually put off afterwards. It wasn't at the time because it was like, okay, she's cool. But then when I reflected, I was like, okay, if that's happened to me, has that happened multiple times before? And then I'm starting to think like, I think if I'm going to settle down with someone, I would like to feel that I've maybe had to like work for it. Mm. Like, you know what? She's a certain type of woman. She's She wants me to work for it. I have to win this woman over mm. rather than necessarily feeling like I got that so easy. If I'm thinking partner, like long-term, I would want to feel like I've had to work for it. Mm. So Yeah, it's so interesting because I just don't think that you would find a woman having that mentality about a man because, like, I wouldn't assume that if a mm. guy had sex with me on the first date, like, oh, does he just do that with everyone? Y mm. You know what I mean? And I, I wouldn't be looking at him like, maybe he doesn't respect himself. He just gives out his sex really easily. He didn't make me work for it. Like, but I understand that a lot of men do feel like that. And, and, and I think it's more to do with your indoctrination about women and sex and that mm. women don't enjoy sex as much and so why are they having it like whereas we're going to come every time so yeah I guess I, that's yeah. actually a good point when you when you look at it like that I feel like as men because our desire is to let like just bus we just want to bus and and get it over with and we can do that like multiple times whenever it's kind of like yeah so well, can we yeah and that's what I mean. When you actually have a conversation like this, you you do look at things and think, okay, they want it as much as we want it. And yeah, like, and this is what I always find really odd is like you 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 have judged a woman for sleeping with you on the first date. So you're just assuming, oh, this is her pattern. This is what she does. She just fucks everyone on the first date without thinking we've got some deep connection. The chemistry is off the chain. Her pussy's tingling in excitement and it's just happened and that doesn't tell me anything about her character it just tells me that she was as horny as I am and it and and we liked each other and boom you know that's I think that's kind of how women would see it like it's it's I, first okay you said first date right mm. so the, I, I guess there's a big difference to first so I could be getting to know someone for a while mm. and then we go on that first date and then, like you said, based on us getting to know each other, plus the connection on the first date, something's happened. Mm. Meeting someone out and then having it, I Taking guess that's what back. I was thinking. Yeah. Like feeling yeah. like I've met a woman in a club and we've connected and now we've had sex. Mm. I'd be like, I don't know how I actually feel about this. Mm. But actually feeling like, oh no, we've been talking for a while and now we've gone on our first date. And you know what? The vibe was right. Yeah. I think I wouldn't look at her differently. I think the bottom line is that women, unfortunately, you know, there is this whole thing of like, actually, we don't want these men. You know, mm. like if I was to go out on a date with someone and he said, yeah, I judge women for having sex, I'd think you're not like, yeah, you're, yeah, you're yeah. too young. You're too young for me. Your mind is not, your mind's not in the right place for me personally. So basically for a woman, I would say it, it's really difficult because on the one hand, I want to say, it doesn't matter what they think of you. And if you're horny and you want to have sex with someone, do that. Like, don't think about what a man's going to think of you because you've had sex. But then at the same time, I want to say, but also be really aware that if you are dating and you're looking for a long-term relationship, there, there you you're probably better off leaving it a few dates. Because you can't, I feel like if you're, from both points of views, if you're both willing to give it up that quickly and then 
you want a, you're actually like, no, but I actually really want a long-term relationship. This man might not really be interested mm. in that. And that's because he's he's had sex on the first date rather than, I feel like you can identify men that are really interested in you by the amount of time they invest in you mm. rather than those that are just after a quick. Yeah. So still, mm. like my OK magazine column was about a guy who ghosted after 10 10 dates and they took it really slowly 10 dates 10 dates mainly out and then some of them at home and then he ghosted after they had sex for the first time she 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 left it 10 dates to have sex and they made it official that night with boyfriend and girlfriend and then they had sex and then the next morning she woke up gone never spoke to her again it's hard work dating you lot honestly I swear to god there was a, you're all fucking mental let's not paint everyone with the same well, brush no alright let's use a different brush for some all men except Aaron there we go I'm happy with that Do you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girlie? <laughs> Some peasant Coke? No. Or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, not, no tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. tomatoes? Yes. Are you killed with mushrooms? Not really. Okay. <laughs> if these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious. Hi guys, it's me and I'm here to tell you about another Sony Music Entertainment podcast. Now I know you all like to have a deeper look and get under the skin of a subject, otherwise you wouldn't be listening to me deconstructing hot topics and getting into the nitty gritty with all your dating dilemmas. So I think you're going to love getting curious with the fabulous Jonathan Van Ness from Queer Eye. Every week they deep dive into conversations with a variety of experts on some really, really important and eye or ear opening topics like the history of abortion and the science of sleep. Get excited, get curious and listen to Getting Curious wherever you get your podcasts. Next question. I know, you, I know you're going to like this one. I actually just had to WhatsApp you pictures of fleshlights. Yes, you did. <laughs> Google it, guys. If you don't know what, what I mean when I say fleshlight, just put that into good flesh, not flash, fleshlight, and you'll see that. The, don't do it on a train, though. Why not? I did it on a train. Did you? And then I was like, oh, damn. Okay. <laughs> let, me, let me just make sure I'm at a good angle. I hope here. people saw that. Um, and funnily enough, weirdly, I had two women ask me the same question in my DMs over this last uh, weekend that they both found guys that they were dating had fleshlights, which is a masturbation toy for men, mm. a male equivalent to a dildo or vibrator or whatever. And both of them were like, I find this really ick. And is it weird? Like, should I be weirded out by finding out that the guy that I am into is using sex toys? I feel like we can't be a hypocrite, right? So if a woman is using one and then finds a man using one, I think there's a big, a big gap in the sense of what women use and what men actually maybe admit to using. I just think men are quite reserved about it. Mm. But I think if you're a woman that uses one and you find that your man is using one, I would have a conversation. I wouldn't necessarily have an ick for it, but you can't, I can't control what you have in terms of icks, but I wouldn't personally use one. I love the touch of a woman. Mm. I love... I don't think you can replicate that or beat that. And I would just feel, I would personally feel a bit weirded out by by using that. But I think 
everyone's entitled to use what they want. Can I, is this too personal? Because no, the first thing that just came into my head was, but do you wank? Like, and that's not the touch of a woman. So you're, if you're <laughs> masturbating, you're still self-pleasuring. And maybe this is, feels more like a woman than, than your own hand is going to feel like. But, you know, when it comes to stuff like that, like in the past, right, you have those moments and then you just feel like, oh, why did I do that? Oh, you feel guilt after masturbation? Not necessarily guilt, but it's like, oh, it was that. This is a topic for therapy. <laughs> Were you raised religious? No. Uh. No. No, in the sense of it's just not the same. Mm. Do you know what I mean? You're going into something because you're thinking like, I'm I'm actually desiring a woman. I'm actually mm. desiring sex. And then you go for the quick, it's like microwave food. Mm. Yeah, you, you're hungry and you're like, you know what, I'm just going to throw something in the microwave. You eat it and you're like, oh, this didn't actually... Do you know what? It's so different for women. Me. It's so different for women because most of us know that, like, actually I want an orgasm and the likelihood of me doing that with my own fingers or a vibrator is 10,000 times higher than that happening with a man. So actually it's more like... To, in order to get the pleasure, I need a toy or I need masturbation. In order to get the intimacy, I need the man. Not, that's on a very basic level. Obviously, I enjoy good sex yeah, yeah, with, yeah. With, with my partner. I think there is, de there is a definite difference. And I think there is that thing for it to be a bit icky, for us to perceive as a society of it being a bit icky for men, because almost in a way, why do you need to do that? Like, we need to do it because otherwise there's a risk of us actually not having any sexual pleasure. Whereas for a man... But actually, I think we shouldn't judge. We could both use our hands though, right? Yeah, yeah. Everyone can use their hands. But I just think that there is just a definite societal perception and a difference. Just I think there's, I think it's just different. Like, I, I personally wouldn't judge a man for whatever sex toys he wanted to use because, you know, I'm sex positive and whatever. But I also totally understand the ick of it because I guess it's also a bit like... Why are you doing that? Haven't you got a woman to fuck? Which is so loaded in our kind of misogynistic... I, I don't know. If you're in a relationship, though, and someone has it, and you are that woman that he should be fucking, would you feel away then? Uh, no, well, no. Like, if we're not, if we're, if we're in a relationship and I haven't seen you for a few days and you want to get your fleshlight out, <laughs> just don't tell me about it. Don't, just don't tell me about it. I don't, I don't, actually, I think there's something kind of oh, about the... Oh, <laughs> like picturing the man you like doing that to See? yourself. Whereas if you're picturing the woman you like masturbating with a vibrator, you're probably, oh, is that an intimidating thing? You know, it's not intimidating, but when I see, if I'm dating a woman and I see that she, or we discuss it and I find out she uses it on a regular, I'm, I'm like, but I'm here. Mm. Like, why, why are you using that? And you almost feel like, I don't know that like it's it becomes an ego thing. Surely I'm surely I'm better than that. Am I better than that? Probably not. And you start no. <laughs> Sorry. And you start questioning yourself. You're comparing yourself to a physical object. Yeah, and I think that's the problem, isn't it? Comparison is the thief of joy. And you, and it's just two different things, isn't it? So if she's just chasing the dopamine of a quick orgasm when you're not there, then that's no comparison. Because what you get in a partnered sexual interaction is a whole it's, it's not even just about the, the orgasm or that physical but it's about the intimacy the kissing the the whole process you know what i mean do you feel like it can ruin sex though what vibrators like doing that too often no 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 i think for i think for women the more 
comfortable that you get with self-pleasure yeah. and vibrators and things like that, the more confidence that you have in the bedroom, the more you know what you like, what feels good. I think you hear a lot of misogynists online talking about like, ah, oh, a woman, how how can a man please a woman when she's been buzzing off her clit? Like, <laughs> you, you know, it's totally desensitized, but that's just that, that there is there is really no truth in that. Okay. Yeah. The sex doctor talks about this quite a lot. It's a, it's a total myth. Of course, if you're just used to orgasming in one way, then you might find it difficult. So people who are masturbating and are just laying down all the time yeah. might find it difficult to then orgasm on their sides or might find it difficult to orgasm when they're standing up or whatever. So you just have to like try and experiment and change things up. The percentage of women that can actually orgasm from just penetration is really low. Yeah, it's like 20%. So if you've had sex with 10 women and eight of them were screaming with joy while you were having sex, they were faking it. So. Some egos are being bruised. Yeah, well, they're idiots then if they, did, if they didn't know that. Like... All right, that is the end of our dating dilemmas. I feel like I've got to know you a lot better now. It's been interesting. Very interesting. So I am going to ask you to tell us about a time when you have got the ick. Have you ever had an irrational ick? Have you ever had one where you're like, I've just gone off this woman for the most weirdest reason and I, I, I don't understand it? Yeah, like, there was a girl at the gym that I was, I just kept seeing now and again. And I know it's, this is gonna, it sounds stupid, but every time I would see her, she wasn't working out. <laughs> <laughs> she, she wasn't working out. She was on her phone, hogging up machines and... As a gym man, it just bugged me. And I was like, you're just not serious. Like, why are you here? Yeah. Why are you here? And it just, it, I just slowly started to go off her. Mm. But that, yeah. that, 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 that would put me <laughs> off as well. Massively. Why are you here? Yeah. Yeah. Didn't, didn't work for me. She's probably there to meet men. Factual. Yeah. Yeah. But that, that, that wasn't it. She could have at least pretended. Like, do something. Yeah. Just hold the weight or something and just walk about. Yeah. Like, yeah. Or, it, it, there was no sweat. Yeah. There was, you just look fresh. Your icks make a lot of sense. So for my ick this week, I, I've told this story many times before, but um, I got the most terrible ick when a guy turned up at my front door with loads of mud on his trainers. It was quite a significant amount of mud. And he'd obviously like trekked from the train station through the park to get to me, which is like very laudable but when I saw this advanced level mud on his trainers it's just that it hit me it hit me so strongly and I know that like I'm not even like a perfectionist about clean trainers or anything like that but it, there was something about the sight of this mud on these trainers that was just like uh, uh, even thinking about it now makes me feel sick and he was such a great guy and I can't believe that I I got so icked out by that but yeah that was terrible times <laughs> All right, we've come to the end. And on this podcast, on a Friday, we always finish with our Friday night reminders. They are something that you can etch into your brain this Friday to prevent yourself from making any mistakes for with fuck boys, fuck girls, fuck people, whatever it is. We want to give you the reminders that are going to help you to have the best fuck person free weekend so Aaron tell us your Friday night reminder you know one of the things for me that stick out is like when people are in clubs don't go by what you see go by what you hear that's you something you can't hear much can you? it's like no <laughs> no no but <laughs> <laughs> but what I mean by that is sometimes we we automatically 
like someone based on their look. So we're going by the look and then we're not really paying attention to anything else. The right man, like someone who's not a fuck boy or a fuck woman, they, to me, will approach you and speak to you in a certain type of way. I think sometimes if a, if more is being done based on the look, like, oh, he gave me the look, he's come over, he's got close to me, but wait a minute, has he actually spoke to you? Has he offered to buy you a drink? Has he complimented you? What are you hearing from this person? I think sometimes we, we see someone and we're like, yes, that's the one. And go by what you hear from that person rather than by what you see. So don't leave a club with someone who you haven't heard much from. So that would be my advice. Go by what you hear, not by what you see. So deeper, deeper than initial attraction. 100%. Don't get too excited about like sexual attraction and all of that because actually they could be a massive idiot. 100%. They probably are. <laughs> so I think my Friday night reminder for tonight is don't read meaning into late night drunk texts. If you're getting sporadic communication from someone, they're barely contacting you midweek and then suddenly 1am on a Friday or Saturday night, they're blowing off your phone, asking you where you are. Don't think that this is like the meaning behind that is that when they're out on a drunken night, they can't stop thinking about you and they love you so much that they just have to end the night seeing you. That's not how it is. They're just drunk, looking for a booty call. You have to look at their actions for the rest of the week, not when they are drunkenly calling you in the middle of the night. Never, ever read meaning into late night drunk texts. Would you agree? Men do do that. It doesn't mean anything. When you're text the girl who you're thinking of at Saturday night at 1am doesn't mean you're in love with her because you're texting her, right? No, it can mean that the night failed. And you know what? I need an option. Mm. and this is the person I think it's more I think if you're receiving that kind of message you should kind of be a bit pissed off like why didn't I get a call at eight o'clock why didn't you try and take me out why are you approaching me at this time and the other one is um emoji responses to photos mm. oh my god that is so <laughs> annoying why do I this is so especially if you've like 67 takes to try to look all right and then they just put heart eyes it's like fuck you go away block block delete move on we have come to the end for this week. Aaron, it's been absolutely amazing to have you here. I have enjoyed every second of it. I don't think we would ever run out of things to say and I would love to have you back, which is why we're going to see you again next week. No, not next week, the week after next. I'm here. Whatever you need from me, I am here. Amazing. Don't, don't promise too much because I could end up. <laughs> okay, there's there's a lot I could small. get from you. <laughs> All right, that is it for another week. I hope you enjoyed that one. And if you did, then you got a treat in store because not next Friday, but the one after, Aaron will be back answering more dating dilemmas. Have an amazing fuck boy, fuck girl and fuck person free weekend. Bye. La la la, let me explain. This has been a Sony Music Entertainment production.